Door Guys, episode 22. This is Davis. And Scott. What's going on, Scott? Nothing, man. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm here. <laughs> You're here? Yeah. Yeah, so am I. Today we have uh, Vinny back on the podcast. Welcome back, Vinny. Thanks, guys. What's up? And uh, we're welcoming a uh, door guy. It's almost like I'm seeing a ghost today, Sean. He uh, he hasn't been door guying very much because he's an online trading mogul these days with uh, <laughs> artifacts he finds at garage sales. Hello. Welcome, Sean. Hello, <laughs> Mr. eBay. <laughs> Sean, uh, how long have you worked at the Funny Bone? I would have started somewhere around uh, 2008, 2009 is when I would have started. So it's it's been a few years. Just a couple. Yeah. Uh, so were you in the comedy before you started working at the funny bone? <clears throat> yeah, I was, uh, I, I dug, uh, Bill Cosby. Um, I dug, uh, <laughs> Cheech and Chong. It's unfortunate Richard took a magazine we had where, uh, Bill's showing his wiener off. So, oh, I missed that. Yeah, it was a hustler. Oh, magazine. That would be great. Yeah. Rest in peace. Larry Flint. We just lost a great that legend. Is true. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Some of my other favorites would be like Kevin Meany. That guy was hilarious. He was from probably late 80s, early 90s. And his shtick was he would always talk about how his mother told him to put his goggles on and go back to bed. Every Everything he did, he had to put a pair of goggles on because he'd poke his eye out. And <laughs> what? <laughs> and it was just his delivery of that was just great. I've never heard of this guy. Kevin, uh-huh. Kevin Meany. So, yeah, check him out. I will have to. Um, yeah, I mean, when I was a kid, my parents had, you know, Bill Cosby albums, and they had uh, Cheech and Chong albums. And I used to t- go into my room and grab those albums and just listen to them. You know, Bill Cosby's stories, I would just get enthralled with all those stories about him, you know, riding go- go-karts down the hill and, you know, Hanging out with uh, all, all the kids in the neighborhood and stuff like that. I, I love that stuff. So, so uh, why did you get a job at the Funny Bone? Uh, well, it, it was kind of uh, Vinny and I used to work together, and you know he would come in, he'd talk about things he'd do on the weekend at the club and things like that, and I kind of got interested in that and. Well, one thing led to another. I got divorced, was super depressed, needed something to do, something to get me out of my funk, and I ended up starting here at the Funny Bone. So, That's a good reason. Yeah. <laughs> when I started uh, here, Sean and Vinny and Jason, who we've had on before, were the main three guys that like trained me. Uh, Sean, me and Sean were, are the Sunday night guys. <laughs> yeah, I love Sunday nights. <laughs> Which Sunday night, uh, if you haven't been to the Funny Bone on Sunday night, it's a slower night. We, I think one time we did a Willie Farrell show that had 15 people maybe in it, and he oh, literally definitely. got off the stage and went to every table and did crowd work with everyone. It was pretty. It was awesome to see. I'm sure it wasn't the best for him, but it was <laughs> well, it was a fun time. You know, that, that, that's his shtick. I mean, that is he, true. He does crowd work. Lounge work. Lounge act, yeah. So I mean, him getting and going right up in people's faces probably was a, a great change of pace, rather than sitting there on stage and not being able to see the people you're talking to. So, yeah, he even had he even had you bring the lights up that night so he yep. could see 
even more when he got down off the stage. That was that was a pretty fun time. But yeah, Sundays uh, Sundays are crazy because every once in a while we'd get like a big name for a one nighter on a Sunday, yep. and uh, it'd be sold out. And we were not used to that on Sunday, so it was, we'd be it like, was crazy. Crap! I don't want to work. <laughs> get your ass. I kicked. can't work this yes. week. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck Eddie Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> it's Sunday night. <laughs> uh, do you remember who was here your first weekend that you started? Uh, the first weekend I started would have been Medicine Hat, I'm sure. Um, you know, back then when I first started, Medicine Hat was on a five to six week rotation. He would come through and it was just all hands on deck, you know, and I, I got thrown into the fires, sitting up on the side of the stage, making sure people don't fall off and uh, good times, <laughs> sort of. Yeah. Oh, you enjoyed it. I Yeah. Yeah. At first, no, not so much. <laughs> That's true. But it's nerve-wracking when you first have to go up there and you're in charge. you like, I got a job at a comedy club. Now I'm in charge of someone's safety. Yeah, someone not falling and <laughs> cracking like, her head uh, on the floor. Yes. <laughs> you're like, I, can't, I might get sued. <laughs> yeah. Knowing that it'd be much funnier to watch them fall and not stop them. <laughs> right, yeah, right. right. <laughs> yeah. So you got to struggle with that inner demon. Like, no, you got to stop them. <laughs> well, and Hat would always fuck with you. Oh, yeah. When you're over there and have the, the gay dancers come down and dance for Sean and give Sean lap dances. <laughs> oh, yeah. <clears throat> you know, back then I had long hair and yeah. and I, I was coined as being Chum Lee. He, he always <laughs> called me Chum Lee. From, from the Pawn Stars? Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> he kind of looked like him with his hair the way he had it and everything. And he, he's, like, he's like, you fucking look like Chum Lee. And so then he would call him Chum uh, you know, off stage. And then when Sean would go set the lights up, he was like, Ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest here, Chumley from Pawn Stars, because <laughs> Pawn Stars was in his heyday at right, that time. Right, right. Yeah. So the crowd would, you know, laugh and applaud. And, yep. and then we had another door guy, Ryan, who was kind of short and bald. And oh, yeah. He looked like the, the dad, right? Like Rick. The old man. Yeah. <laughs> now you look like Rick. And so then, he's like, so then when they were both working that night, how, we were like, he's like, you guys, you're in for a great treat. We have Chumley and Rick from Pawn Stars. Give it up for him. <laughs> and then the fucking crowd would clap for the door guy setting yep. shit up. <laughs> That's, That's ridiculous. Great. That's great. So uh, I know you talked about listening to like Bill Cosby and stuff. Who are your who's your favorite comedian? Like current, overall current. You know, just uh, it's you a know, tough question. I yeah. especially for I, you. For me, I really like T.J. Miller. Okay. Um, I really like this guy uh, named Kyle Dunnigan. Oh, oh yeah, yeah he's dude. real funny. Yeah. Uh, His Twitter's yeah. the fucking best. Oh man, he <laughs> he was. Uh, you know, he's only been here once since i worked here and he would get up there with a keyboard and he'd like go i'm gonna sing a song for you what's your name and he's like oh whatever you know my name's so and so and he go okay i'm gonna i'm gonna sing this song and he goes play the keyboards all real nice and you know he's like i knew this guy his name was steve and he was a douche. <laughs> and then he would quit and get up and do a stand-up. <laughs> you know, that guy's great. Um, man, who else? Kyle Dunnigan does a lot of uh, his Twitter's awesome because he's the guy that does, like, uh, he'll do the filters with the face over with, like, the Kardashians oh, or whatever. Yeah, he'll, yeah. Do the, he'll do, like, the Kardashians talking to each other or talking to, um, to somebody else, and he'll do the... I think he's done a Bill Clinton one. He does all kinds of people, and they're fucking hilarious, dude. He's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess another one I really like is Kyle Kinane. Kinane? How do you... I don't yeah, know he's to, from Chicago. Oh, yeah. yeah that dude is he's hilarious. Yeah. 
And I used to love Louis C.K. until he touched me. But <laughs> you loved him even more after that. Yeah, well, that's true. Louis C.K. Yeah, I mean, even with all the stuff that came out and whatever, I, I still love that dude. That that dude's comedy is so uncomfortable and funny and. And he, I've said it before, I, I think maybe on the podcast, but he told the best joke I've, or the funniest joke to me uh, that I feel like that I've ever heard in this room, in this funny bone room is he, he was here and he said, he was talking about like uh, putting different recycle things. Like he, he's fed up with like, pla- uh, I guess in bigger cities now you have to do plastic bottles and glass and everything's separated plastic bags and one, it can't be all in one recycle thing. Yeah. And he's like, and you know, everyone's trying to figure this out, and I'm just trying to figure out where to put this dead baby. And the crowd was <laughs> fucking. And, wow. he, and then he goes, I'm just kidding. I know where to put a dead baby. <laughs> <laughs> and I fucking almost had a heart attack in the back, dude. It was yeah. it was um, pretty crazy. It yeah. was a, a pretty wild show when he came in January. That yes. was a lot of fun. Yeah. It wasn't his right. I mean, he the amount of times he's had a show on, like, different networks on TV, just riding all the time, like, Yes, what he did is proud, not cool, but he's still a, that doesn't take away from the talent he has as a yeah. comedian. So. Well, and he even addressed that on stage, right? Like, right. You know, it wasn't like he was like, "Yeah, we're not going to talk about that shit." I mean, he, I think his first thing out there was, yeah, like, it was like, uh, "All right, we're getting this guys, out of the way." He's like, "What have you guys been doing the last? Yeah, what months? have you guys been up to the <laughs> last <right>. couple years?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody knows what I was doing. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there was people that called up. Uh, I was working ticket booth at that time, and there was people that would call up that uh, didn't want to come. There's a couple like uh, local comedians that were upset about him coming and being like, I won't perform on that stage, which is like, okay, there's not really any other great stages in Omaha. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, this is probably what you're shooting for. But to me, it's like uh, in this whole Me Too thing, and I probably might get some heat for this, but like his thing was a little bit like if the dude pulls his dick out and starts whacking off in front of me, I'm a dude, I guess I'm going to punch. I said, if he comes here and he comes out whacking off, I'm just going to punch him right in his dick. I would probably just scared. I would just join in. (laughs) That's a good move too, dude. That might make him feel uncomfortable or even more comfortable. That's a power move. You got to take the power away from him. (laughs) And then, so, uh, my last question is, and this is for you, like Vinny, you guys got stories for days, but, mm-hmm. uh, what's one of your favorite like stories from working here? One of the, like something that happened with a crowd or a comic or. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about, uh, uh <laughs> what's his nuts? Um, the, the guy that everybody dropped, uh, <laughs> Chris Fonseca. He was here with uh, Pablo Francisco. He was oh. a, he had cerebral palsy and he was in a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. I thought he was a big old fat dude. Oh, he's a big old fat dude oh, also in a wheelchair. <laughs> so he's like pushing okay. three hundred something, and then he's in like a sixty pound wheelchair. Oh, and the door guys are relegated to pick this guy up on stage. You know, he was the feature act. Uh, for Pablo Francisco, and he would wheel up, and a couple door guys would grab him and lift him up on the stage because that's the only way you get Which him the up there. Stage has what two stairs going up? It's yeah. about, two stairs what, and then another stair. Yeah. It's about two foot. <laughs> two foot high. Yeah. So um, I don't remember who the door guys were. I was working sound. I was in the back of the room, you know, bringing the comics up, you know, playing their music and f- flashing the lights and all that stuff. And the two door guys that were uh, going to lift him up, get him 
about three quarters of the way up. And the next thing you know, the whole wheelchair flips back and he falls onto the ground. And so I, I didn't even shut the music oh, off or no. anything. I ran up, helped get this guy back into his wheelchair and lift him up on the stage. Well, we didn't realize that his pants had fallen down. Oh, what the? So, <laughs> oh, no. He's, his whitey tidies are right there and his, his jeans are down around his ankles. And he, and he doesn't know sta- either. He's, well, he knew. He oh, was yeah. right, in, right in front of the microphone and he just kind of looked out in the audience and kind of worked his pants back up and got in there. And w- without missing a heartbeat, he just goes, well, that was unexpected. <laughs> Rolling with the punches. He fell backward. Like, it yeah, fell like, backwards. I think the, the two door guys must have picked him up by his wheel. Oh, bad move. Yeah. Instead of the, the, the actual frame. Right. Of so it, like, roll, it rolled in their hands. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So I needless can, to say, the rest that. of the time that weekend that I worked with him, there, there were three of us lifting him up on stage. Yeah, sure. Yeah, because that must happen on a Friday night, because I don't think that happened on Thursday. And then on Saturday, there were they're like, okay, we need an extra guy down there to lift him up. I'm like, okay. And then yeah. you told me what happened. I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah that, was, that makes sense. You know, that that's probably one of the big memories that I have here. Um, also, like the first time that I started doing sound, um, we had this guy come through his name was Darren Carter <laughs> and and nobody wanted guy. to do sound with this guy and and Colleen's like oh he, Sean's your guy this whole weekend he's here every night he'll, he'll, he'll be your guy this guy literally had a music cue every I don't know minute Wait, 30 what? seconds what? yeah yeah his entire set for an hour you're constantly playing his music because basically he'll He'll say something and then do a punchline and then he'll flip his microphone up in the air. And then when he flips his microphone up in there, you start playing his music. Because it was a track about his name. Someone recorded yeah. him. It was like, it's Darren uh, Carter, Darren Carter. Uh, so yeah. it was his song. Yeah. Oh, my God. So his joke would be a joke. And then, and then right after it, the, the mic would up. be to throw the mic up oh, or yeah. whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, my arm got so freaking tired, man. I had like stuff all set up next to the <laughs> next to tunnel. the next to the CD player to where I could, you know, like cushion my arm and and That's just ridiculous. Rest. Yeah, it was it was nuts. He yeah. never came back through that I'm aware of. I don't think so. Um after that weekend, but that was just cuz I, I I had done it the time before when he was here and I was like, "Oh, I'm not looking forward to this." <laughs> and and then it was and I I don't know if I was talking to Colleen about it or what and then she's like, "Well, who's here every night?" And I was like, "Oh, Sean's going to be here every night." She's like, "Oh, We'll make Sean do it. <laughs> yeah. We've talked about that before on here about how um, when we're back there, usually we're just keeping time, play a few intro songs, you know, making sure the room's good. But when those guys come in that have music cues, you're like, oh, here we go. Yeah. Uh, you know, Greg Morton's one that has yep. a few at the end. And uh, for the Shrews like, had music cues. Because that Shrews. literally makes you a part of the show. And if you fuck it up, then, I mean, you're fucking up these people, what these people are doing for their job, you know, yeah. so in the show that they're putting on. So it makes it kind of nerve wracking back there. Todd Glass, his first time through, had a ton of them. I oh, really? <laughs> Were you here for that? I, lo- I love I, I don't, Todd Glass. You know, I've, wor- I've worked with Todd Glass. I, I just don't remember. Yeah, he had a CD that had like a hundred tracks on it. And then he's like, okay, yeah, he's like, so play one through 20 in the beginning and, and, and. 
23 through 37 later and and when i finish a punchline then play a song yeah. but not tell you play this one it was play anyone from in there because sometimes it was drops like you know toddglass.com its website or, or it would be like uh that joke sucked and <laughs> and it's just all random stuff because yeah, he right. wanted to be kind of improv and and random right for him but i was like i don't and then there'd be times when i would play it and then he would wave me off and i'm like well how the hell do i know if you're done or not i don't know your set yeah yeah that's that's a good so point. that one you were just supposed to guess when yeah. you're, it was all on you yeah that's, At least with the Darren Carter one, he, you know, right, gave you a, vis- right, you a physical sin- signal to when your cue was. Yeah. Oh, boy, would he get pissed if you missed it. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine. I mean, <laughs> I feel like his whole set's built around this is Darren Carter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, whatever I'd, I'd want to play said. something. The party starter. That- the party starter. <laughs> there was nothing to do with what I, yeah, I'd want to play something totally to fuck him up too. Well, when John like he throws Reed, his mic up and just you know like play a fart sound effect or something, like. <laughs> that would be hilarious. You know, at one point I I would get. Oh, <laughs> oh there you go. Sorry, just like that. <laughs> at one point, you know, I would get so bored with you know like bringing up the the hosts for the shows. You know, I'd bring up Heather Jones as Catherine Zeta Jones. <laughs> I I. Would would bring Richard Reese up and I would say now coming to the stage Steve Urkel <laughs> you know just just to f- mess with them right right I did that, that to uh, Ty Ingram a few times just playing it with the music I would play uh, Barbie girl or dude mm-hmm. looks like a lady and uh, oh yeah there's a couple times he just stood on stage for about a minute just like shaking his head at me like kind of pissed off that I played that shit I did that for Ty Walsh I brought him up as a uh, he was hosting. I was like, now making your making his way to the stage is the last cowboy in Iowa, Tyler Walsh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you kind of got to do that because, I mean, if you work a, a full weekend at the club, you hear those comedian sets right. over and over, and it just gets old. I mean, not that they're not funny, but you, you hear them seven times in a row. So you got to like break right. it up and do your own thing. Yeah. But there's some comics that I could listen to. I could work eight shows in a row and I could sit and listen well, like every Ian time. Bag. Ian Bag, <laughs> Augie Smith. Right. I mean, there's just some comics that, and cause some of them it would be different. Some of them may be same. And there's just those, some comics where I could sit and listen to every single one. And there's some comics where I hear 15 minutes and I've had enough. Yeah. yeah I, I know that feeling too. Like there, there's <laughs> a few people that I'm, I get excited when I know they're coming into town and uh, a couple of people where it's like, yeah, I've, I've heard it already. <laughs> I know it's gonna like don't hear the news come out. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's those guys too that um, they've been doing the same jokes for a lot of years, and there's nothing against that. Obviously, people keep coming out and liking that, but like for us that work here and have seen them like 17 times, <laughs> and it's the same joke. Like we could literally do their set. Like that's that's when you have to like do things like Sean yeah. was saying and kind of mix it up a little. But there are some comics that you love that about them, like Uncle Lair. Larry Reed. Yes, that is I true. I mean, his is set true. is, you know, very much the same. I mean, every now and then you'll throw a new one in. But, I mean, you want to hear those old jokes by him, his style. Right. Just because that's what you want to hear. And, and you know, some comics, when they come out and they're you're expecting to hear that stuff and they tell the new stuff, you know, some of the other ones where it's like, well, oh, I love that bit. You stopped doing that one. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. That is I, true. I've heard that, you know, people meeting comics on the way when we could do that still, you know, people do meet and greets yeah. out in the hallways like, oh, why didn't you do that joke? They, you know, they don't realize yeah. that for some of them, it's a cycle. Like they work out a, a special, they record a special, and then they retire a bunch of those jokes, yep. you know, and uh, they, they just don't get it. Like, oh, I wanted to hear that joke. Well, <laughs> 
Yeah, you heard a lot of other good ones. Yeah. You know, be happy. And that's usually what the comics say. They're like, well, I told a whole 45, brand new 45 <laughs> minutes of yeah. good jokes. Yeah, you got to hear that. How, how many years has Bert been sell, uh, telling his story? Oh. Machine story? <laughs> a machine. I mean, he's got it down. He know. He, I've heard him say it on podcasts. It takes him from start to finish 18 minutes. Like... Well, I don't know if you tell. I haven't heard it in a while, which doesn't mean anything, but because I've heard it a million times. But, uh, the uh, last time I saw him, he did it. He did it again. Yeah. Well, he, I, he asked the crowd. Now I feel like yeah. if they want to hear that, or if they want to hear like a newer story or something. And, and then I, he usually does both and goes way over his time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys have heard the story about the one time he didn't do it, right? No. So, and he, I don't know if he told it on stage or if he's telling us after, but he goes, so he was at some club and he's kind of tired of doing it and it was kind of late. And so he just didn't do it. And so then he gets done and he's in the green room and the manager comes in and he goes, what the fuck just happened? And Bert's like, what do you mean? I just killed that show. He goes, I've got a hundred people out in the bar that are pissed because you didn't tell the machine story. Oh. He's like, oh yeah, I skipped it. I didn't feel like he's like, well, they're not going to leave. So Bert had to go out in the bar with those hundred people and tell the machine no story to those hundred people in the oh, bar. Wow. So they would leave. That's a see that I don't. <laughs> that's not cool. I feel like that's yeah. fucking. Yeah. I mean, uh, the owner might have should have just said, "Hey, go on YouTube and watch the story." <laughs> <laughs> He's told it a bunch of times. Right. Well, that's the difference between a good manager and a bad manager. Well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, and Bert's a people pleaser, so he's gonna. He oh, loves yeah. his fans. He's gonna go do that. Yeah. For sure. So uh, that was all the questions that I had, and I think Davis has his follow ups. Uh, my first one is, I know just a little bit about it, but you were in the military. Thanks for your service. Do you have any crazy story? I, I feel like you had a crazy job where you were uh, supp- in supply planes. No. No? <laughs> no? No? No, I was a, a mechanic. Mechanic. I, I worked on, uh, like, light-duty vehicles and heavy equipment, you know, changing out hydraulic hoses and uh, changing oil and, you know, oh, changing so not tires. as crazy as I thought. <laughs> no, no, no. Did you ever get it like a monkey wrench stuck in anything? No, I only had to kill three people. So. <laughs> um, no, all civilians. you know, <laughs> most of my time was spent in North Dakota. Oh, um, so you're no used bummer. to the cold like it is. Yeah. Right I mean, okay. it's colder up there, but where's that? Minot, Minot, North Dakota. Yeah. I was stationed up there. It was, uh, I had a good time. Um, you know, I got to go on a couple temporary duty assignments. The first one being to uh, Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Um, there was a huge migration of Cuban and Haitian refugees, and they were using Gitmo to uh, process them into the United States. So, like, I, I don't remember the name of the movie um, with... Uh, well, anyways, you know how they used Scarface. to Scarface. There you <laughs> yeah. go. Yeah. How they process? <laughs> there you go. They they processed all the migrants down there in Miami. Well, it was basically the same thing, except it was in Gitmo. Oh, gotcha. And so I was down there supporting that, and then I got to go to Saudi Arabia, and uh, I was over there working at the Prince Sultan Air Air Base, which is basically um, where the King's airplane is, and we had a bunch of military stuff there flying uh, the no-fly zone from Iraq. You know, oh, this yeah, was yeah, yeah, sure. Post the first Gulf War, basically. So um, I do remember when I went to Saudi Arabia and I came back, I came back to my dorm. You know, I lived in a dormitory. 
and um, everything was on lockdown. I'm like, what the heck is going on? Like I had to sign in with the military police to go into my dorm when I got back. I'm like, what is going this on? This is right when you came back from yeah, overseas? Like, like, like the, the week I came back, you know, I was, I was just going home and um, going to go into my dorm room and um, sure as Sure as shit, they had this uh, desk there with the military police, and you had to sign in and check in, and you know there was curfew and all kinds of rules. Well, I guess like a week or two before I came back, all the guys in the transportation department just got shitty drunk and set furniture on fire, and <laughs> throwing it out windows, and oh, shit. everybody got in trouble. Oh so, shit. So they, took, they put you guys on lockdown. You were all grounded. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I had no part in it, and I still had. To, I was grounded to my room. <laughs> I feel like you you uh, put a bunch of guys in a dormitory um, in the middle of nowhere, like Minot, or uh, I went to college in Huron, South Dakota, and oh, shit's yeah. gonna get set on fire. Oh, I know. Crazy shit's gonna happen because dudes are bored, and that's my same thing at my college. I was friends with a group of dudes and one night everyone got hammered i don't know what i was doing but the next uh morning when i woke up my car was like fucking like someone set my car on fire like broke into it and like the dashboard was melted where like all the um (laughs) where all of uh like the gauges and everything like the plastic was all melted i'm like what the fuck well, the cops found who did it because he had broke into other cars outside, and it was a dude that I hung out with. He like I don't know what the fuck he was on. He was on other drugs too, but he fucking broke. He broke into this dude's car that was like from Tennessee who had grits in there, and there was like a trail of like instant grits to this guy's fucking room because <laughs> when he like broke the glass, he must have pierced. He must have cut open the the grits or the bag or whatever. And so when he took it to his room, and he like woke up with the cops like opening his door and like pulling him out of his <laughs> dorm bed and shit. And I was like pissed. I was like, I thought we were cool, man. And then like a couple uh, months later, like right before I left school and came home, I got, a, I got like a letter from this dude and I had gotten a couple calls like from the jail and I just didn't answer them uh, at my dorm room. Cause that was back when you had the little caller ID thing in your room. And uh, this guy like wrote me a letter, like apologizing to me and shit and saying that he was all fucked up and stuff. And I'm like, dude, like, my parents had to come up here and help me, like, fucking get everything situated because it was in the middle of nowhere in South Dakota. Yeah. It was crazy, dude. But same type of deal. Uh, I was a little bit mad, but, uh, you know, it's like, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. You're in the middle of nowhere, man. Were your parents I mean, in Omaha at that time? Yes, they were. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they had to come up, and uh, we had to figure out what to do. <laughs> yeah, there, I mean, there was no, like, SeaWorld or six flags there. right i mean all <laughs> you did nothing. was drink <laughs> right and drink a lot right so and then yeah. get into get into trouble shenanigans yeah, I, I feel like the uh the town motto for my not should be why not when when i got my orders uh, i was in san antonio and my drill instructor goes oh you're going to my not and he goes why not my not i go well, what do you mean he goes, because freezing's the reason. <laughs> uh, my next question is one we've started asking everybody. Is the strangest place you've taken a dump in your life? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. I like, so I like that reaction. <laughs> so Vinny can attest to this. Uh, probably, oh, Vin, you were on No, site. no, Vinny wasn't there. <laughs> Vinny can attest to my travels. So, um, oh, yeah. I, I went through a phase where, 
you know, for about a 10 year stretch, I was going out to Seattle every year for two weeks. Cause I have friends that live out there and, um, we would do this yearly camping trip on uh, Memorial day. Nice. And, and, uh, basically we'd go out, it would be like an eight, nine mile hike down a sand covered jetty. And we would just camp down there and we would just get good and drunk and, you know, other things. And uh, we would hang out there. I remember one night I had, I had to go to the bathroom so bad. You know, when I go camping, I don't like pooping outdoors. Oh, me either. So, you know, squatting and digging a hole and, and things like that. I just hate that. So one night everybody was asleep. You know, I, I could tell everyone was asleep. I took all my clothes off, went out into the surf and took a dump. Right in the surf. Oh, I could watch the little turds. It's like nature's bidet, dude. Oh, my yeah. God. I've, I felt so fresh and clean. I bet it the waves. Better than the, the Missouri River. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was fun. I mean, yeah. That, that's, that's probably the strangest place I've ever took a dump. Not only the strangest, but I think the best place I've heard out of anyone who's answered that question so far. I mean, right. it seems pretty pretty clean at the end. Yeah. I mean. It, you had the salt water, you know, and you could, it, it, it eventually went away. So you could like <laughs> lay in the water and, and not worry about it hitting you. Or <laughs> so did you go like waist deep or how, how, how far out did you go? Did you go like oh, I, shoulder I, deep? I, I, no, I was about thigh deep. Okay. So I, I, there was a little kerplunk. <laughs> I had to hear the splash. Yeah, you had to hear the splash, and then you know, make sure you get out of the way. Oh yeah, because the, the waves above the waves a little bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hope, hoping the wave doesn't bring it back to beach. You know, the tide was out enough. I wasn't worried it was going to be on the beach in the morning. And <laughs> so yeah, that was yeah. And then then that turd washed up in North Korea, and now they oh. want to shoot us with nuclear missiles. Yeah, <laughs> That's a lot. Thanks, Thanks Sean. Sean. <laughs> <laughs> it, I think it would have gone to Japan. Not <laughs> this is probably true. Or Canada. Oh, they would have ate it there. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, what? They would have been happy it wasn't a foot in a shoe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, those are all the questions that I have. All right. So, uh, do you got any other crazy stories that uh, you can think of? Uh, or Vinny, Vinny too. I know you. Vinny, Vinny had a whole point. list of things. I know he to did send through. me a list at one point. Yeah, I know it's a big list. Well, we were talking earlier about the uh, the magic show. Uh, uh, oh yeah, that's right. I do have this written <laughs> down because was, I thought magicians and comics were also rivals. So it's also. I mean, I know we have different events here, but it's funny to me that we had a big magician show. That uh, well, it was monthly. We did it for like <laughs> four or five months. <laughs> Yeah, something like that. It was on a Saturday at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Different yeah. magicians or the same guy? Same guy. <laughs> so what's this guy's name? Oh, I got a birthday party coming. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I've seen him around town. Really? Since. Um, I just can't think of his name. Yeah, I don't remember his name. I remember some of his his tricks that he did. but Yeah. He wasn't very good. He was, <laughs> well, he was all right for like 3 to maybe Eight or nine, uh, yeah. but much older than that. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, well, he was. He was. I, in my mind, he was funnier than the 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 uh, hypnotists that we had after Hat. Uh, <laughs> none of those hypnotists were funny at all. That's true. 
They were not funny at all. Well, the one big guy uh, that we had come in, and I'm talking big, like is in his height and yeah. size, not uh, his like stature. Well, that wasn't not, his comedy. That was name. someone else's comedy. Yeah, someone who had passed away. Yeah, we talked like, about that. <laughs> but even the joke that he tried to tell was not his, and he would tell him that it was, he heard it on like Howard Stern or something like that. Yeah. Like his main joke going into uh, a thing. So yeah, his whole uh, his whole deal is kind of fucking. Yeah, we were. Fucky. We, you know, when it came to his. You know, ten minutes of stand up. We were like, "All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just do the hypnotist. <laughs> Get the shit over with." Yeah, yeah. Because he's like, "I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a comedian." And then would then try to do ten minutes of material. I was yeah. like, "You know, if you're not, then shut up." Yeah, just start hypnotizing. Yeah. Hypnotist. <laughs> <laughs> the hypnotizer. Yeah. What about the? Uh, have you guys talked about the uh, psychic? No, that comes through. we haven't. Uh, Cindy Casa. Cindy- yeah, Cindy Casa. Um, I don't think we have. We haven't talked about her. her, No, I've I've worked one of her shows. Uh, I don't know. I worked a a couple of them. It's a it's a load of horse shit. (laughs) I feel like it too. I feel like it too. She's a super nice lady. I I really like her, but I I just don't. She's just preying on vulnerable people. (laughs) But I mean, some of that stuff that she pulled out wasn't just cold reading. I mean, there's no way. I mean. you can read people and you can do that cold read stuff. But I mean, just uh, some of it was like, okay, yeah. And I think we had a server <laughs> one time. I was like, oh yeah, she's going to talk it's, about the boat. Okay. She talked about this. Yeah. She, yeah. She did this shit last show with somebody else. Right, but, right, right. But how, some how of it, I was like, you? but how many of the shows did you work where she really struggled? I, I worked quite a few where she struggled and she couldn't use her script to get anything out of anybody. Mm. And it was, it was painful. See, I'm I'm sketchy of of mediums in general. Like, I don't, I don't you mean witches. Well, <laughs> I don't want to say that there isn't anything or that there isn't a possibility because obviously I don't know. I mean, it's beyond me. But uh, anytime I see somebody do like the cold reading, and you can tell, like when they're fishing, and you can see them just trying to cast and cast and try to catch something, like you know that that's what they're doing. Like it, it's blaringly obvious. Yeah. Uh, Look, there's some, there's weird shit out there. There's mystical shit uh, in the world. So I mean, there may be some like she may be get like sensitive to certain things. Like I'm sensitive to energies in a room, but I can't fucking like read like fucking ghosts and shit. Well, but yeah, I'm definitely you, sensitive to that shit. I used to think of it as anxiety. I, I think I've said this shit it's, before, it's, but it's being it's empathic. Definitely like, like you pick up yeah. people's vibes. That's because you didn't study. She went to like England and studied. Right. That shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is true, but I feel like uh, the hip the hypnotist thing. Uh, after I did it, we were sitting on the patio, which we used to do all the time, with the hypnotist. And this wasn't Hat. I never worked with him. And he told us that hypnotizing is bullshit. And I've literally sat in front of him. And there's certain people where I'll say, I would say, yes, this person's like faking or they're not really under and it's kind of bullshit. But I've seen people sit right in front of me that are totally like hypnotized. Like, like they yeah, are no. fucking, like that shit is fucking real. And their, this guy's telling us their eyes bullshit. go, no, their eyes go glossy. Yes. Their eye, eyelid or their eyes flitter. Yeah. I've been hypnotized twice. Yeah. I got hip. I, yes. Medicine yeah, had you hypnotized too. Yeah, me you about before, long before I ever worked here. Like I was up 
on stage through the entire show because I was one of the people that was truly completely under his control. Yep. I think I remember that show. You wet your pants. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I did not wet my pants. Well, I just watched that. I did that, take uh, my shirt off. <laughs> I watched that documentary that HBO just had on Tiger Woods. And his dad, when he was little, had him see like a military dude that was a hypnotist. And you can see in his eye. And, you, and people always say that he's like dead behind his eyes. He's literally in a fucking trance when yeah. he's like on the golf course and shit. Because he was taught by some military psychologist how to do this shit and so like like that shit is being hypnotized is super real so that's why i, I say i haven't worked very many syndicate i haven't seen her struggle as bad as you were talking sean mm -hmm. but i'm skeptical of it but i think there's a little something to it but like obviously i've seen her do the same thing mm -hmm. two shows in a row which is just like you know a comic would do or any other performer yeah if she has a set of questions that she asked the crowd yeah. like you said that she's fishing she's going to get the answer she wants and she's very good at like knowing yeah. how to spin well, that you know some shows she she'll wants. some shows she'll target a, a certain part of the room right and she'll get the response that she wants i've seen it where she's bounced back and forth and and struggled to get the response that she wants yeah it's so. always fun having somebody uh walking around with a portable microphone and a box of tissues because <laughs> just waiting for uh, somebody to freak out. <laughs> yeah. The last time or the last show that I worked for her, that didn't happen. I mean, it was one where she struggled. Like they, she maybe got a couple connections in the room where she could kind of go down the a path, but it always came to a dead end pretty abruptly. Yeah. I think this is the show that I'm thinking of. Yeah. And it was what, like two years ago or whatever. Yeah, it was the last time I worked one of her shows, but it was, it was rough. I mean, she struggled through the whole thing. Yeah. Which people love it. I mean, she sells out like crazy when oh, yeah. she comes here. Yeah. Well, and it, it's one of those things, too. It's it, If you want that connection and you're listening to somebody try to reach, you're going to reach more. You're going to give them more information than they, they need, or you're going to believe things that are, aren't really, well, that could have happened, you know, or that might be true because you want to believe it so much that, you know, she's reaching out to – somebody in your past that you want to hear from so so here's a controversial question about her you guys have probably noticed this too is probably like 95 percent of her crowd is women is that because she's a woman or do you think just women are in more into that psychic stuff than than dudes I women guess. are into yeah, that. women are yeah more like the second one the signs and things like that like uh i'm a sagittarius <laughs> yeah. well yeah. if if dudes knew how smoking hot she was i mean <laughs> yeah we don't know them but dudes she was yeah. dating the, or married to the drummer of some uh pretty Pretty uh, big band. I forget. I shouldn't yeah. even fucking say that because I don't know the band right now. I, I, <laughs> I don't, don't think was. she's married anymore. No, she's not anymore. Nice. And she was on uh, <laughs> that um, uh, Ozzy Osbourne and Jack Osbourne did that show where they were traveling around the world. Oh, yeah, show. that's right. And then they went, there was an episode where they went and visited her. No her way. Yeah. No way. <laughs> and that's I was, because well, I was watching, I was watching that episode and, and they're like, oh, we're going to go see, you know, my friend Cindy. And I was like, okay. And then they go up there and they're like, yeah, this is psychic medium Cindy Case. And I was like, holy shit. I yeah. know that girl. Well, in the last time she was here, she said she had a TV deal. I don't know if oh, it really? got put on air or anything like that, but she did. You know, she was talking about that, and then she talked about her ayahuasca experience. She oh, did yeah. ayahuasca. Ooh, I feel like that would fuck up her uh, her <laughs> brainwaves on seeing <laughs> dead know. people. Because, like it, they Maybe say, she it, like, rewires people. It rewires your brain, they say. That's why, like, uh, heroin addicts go and do it, because it, like, takes that addictive person. It, like, kind of rewires your brain. 
and shit like that. So I feel like that maybe that took that's why she struggled, dude. She took ayahuasca and now <laughs> it is fake. She can't even hear people. <laughs> she has to play it off, dude. <laughs> so she stopped. So you're saying she the ayahuasca caused her to stop hearing. She was real before. Yes. Now she can't now hear it no more. Can't. So she's just trying to play it off. Right. Now she's just fishing and it sucks. <laughs> it's, she's living a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that's why she hasn't been back. <laughs> I think she was scheduled at, uh, right before the pandemic. Oh, actually. I think she was coming back right it's around there. Literally the plot of Sixth Sense. <laughs> oh shit! What yeah. other what other stuff you got over there, Vinny? Um, you were working here when we had the server Sean. Yes, yes, because that's because we had to have the two Seans because there was yeah. you Sean, yeah. and then we had Gay Sean. Yeah, I wasn't here for. He was whatever. fabulous. He was. <laughs> <laughs> um, there, <laughs> he'd wear a boa. Oh, oh yeah. Like but in his fancy. shifts, he'd be like, like walking a, through here wearing a boa. Is that no, that'd just be a scarf. And, yeah, <laughs> oh, okay, you know, okay. Just, but there was one time. I don't know if you were working this night or not. But I was standing up in the service station, and uh, the bartender had gone outside to go uh, have a cigarette. And uh, anybody that's been out in the bar, you can see there's a big step down from the service station down to the bar. And he was running around. He, he <clears throat> Sometimes he would get behind and get in the weeds, so he'd always be running around crazy like a chicken with his head cut off. And so he gets up in there, and he had just finished ringing some stuff up, and he's standing there, and he's like, oh, where's she at? He's like, I forgot this beer. I got to get this beer to these people. So he thought it would be a good idea to jump from the server station into the bar. Oh. And just go grab this beer. Which the service station's like if uh, like a window, basically, yeah. to the bar. Window like to the, the bar. The service station's up higher than the bar. And probably so, about chest, chest height. And then there's a little t- like a table bar going from the bar into the server station. So it's not a place uh, that you could really just like, you'd have well, to dive through it. And then <laughs> well, he did. And he tried to do it standing. And because then on the Ooh. edge of the window, then there's the ice cooler. And then there's yeah, oh, there's, right. there's the trays that has the bottles of liquor. Yes. So his in his mind, he's like, I'm just going to jump over, go get this beer and get it to this customer. Instead of walking all the way around. Instead of walking all the like way around. Like a regular human. Yeah. So he <laughs> jumps over it, clips a bottle of tequila with his shoe. It falls, is like half full. It falls and breaks. He falls and lands on his face. And then he gets up. And I was standing there watching the thing. I was like, Sean, what the fuck are you doing? And so he gets up and he twisted his ankle and... And so then, then he gets his beer, and then he takes it out, and then the bartender comes back and is like, what's going on? And so then we told her what happened, and so then the <laughs> assistant manager at the time, uh, Stacy, she's like, really? And I missed it? And we're like, I'm like, yeah. She goes, oh, we're watching this shit. So we went <laughs> into the office and rewound the, the surveillance video camera and watched that shit for like five minutes over and over again, <laughs> watching him jump. That, that dude hated his job. I mean, he would sit in the, the the server station and just read a book, like he'd while he'd the show's out, going on. Yeah, that's like a little he, bit he strange. would he would go out and you know take care of his tables and then go back and read uh, Dune by Frank Herbert. <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, it's just because he did his stuff and then he just sat around and I don't think he I don't think he was really into comedy. Yeah, probably. That's not. always a weird thing, like. Not being into comedy and working at a comedy club. I mean, I get there's an allure for money, but I feel like you have to kind of like comedy a little bit. Yeah, to, that's a specific to fit in or get serving job yeah. we've explained before. Like, it's different than other serving jobs. So you kind of, I would, yeah, that is a weird thing that you would work here and not be into comedy. But also, everyone who works here 
and no apologies is weird. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have to be a misfit clown to work here. Yeah. So, I mean, it kind of makes sense that we have some guy that's reading fucking novels in the, <laughs> in the server station. Well, and Josh Blue has, has one of the best I bits about it. Just about to bring that up. Yeah. He's like, he's like, you know, give a hand for the service. You know, most of the comics say you give a hand for the service. But he's like, you know, serving tables is hard enough. And then these people are like, fuck it. Let's do it in the dark. Yeah, right. It's perfect. Yeah. I mean, because that's literally what they're doing. They're running yeah. around in a pretty dark room, trying not to bump into people. And it, even at our capacity now, it still can be tight for them to get around. When yeah. we were pushing 300, I mean, there's nowhere to go. Like, it, it was hard for us just to seat people, you know, to get through. And they're carrying trays of drinks and food. And there's some servers that couldn't get through areas, they're like, especially like if they were pregnant or something. They're like, I can't get through here. Yeah. There's no room. And they got a tray full of drinks. <laughs> and then Josh is like, they're like, uh, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. Uh, give me a beer and fuck off. Ha, ha, right, ha, right, ha. Right. He's like, it's hard to <laughs> take orders from people who don't want to give you an order. Yeah, and speaking of, uh, it just made me think about this. I've watched one person jump from that uh, the server station into the bar. And that was oh, John, for real? That was John Paul Morgan. Oh, wait, <laughs> what? Two years ago what? when he was here. Uh, or no, last, not this uh, New Year's, but the New Year's prior. So uh, 2020 New Year's, he was here performing. And one of the things that John Paul does is he always brings candy. And he litters candy all throughout the server station, sound booth. You know, He is like an Easter bunny. Yeah. yeah. So he brought a bunch of candy, and he was trying to put it at the server station. And Dylan grabbed a handful of it. <laughs> John was like, put it down, boy. And he was like, Dylan was like, what are you going to do? And he was like, and you could see, you know, John is like, don't yeah. disrespect oh, him. He's probably already starting to take his he, belt off. He was his ass no with shit. it. You could see, you could see him start shit. to like, uh, he was starting, his blood was starting to boil. He was starting to get a little mad. He's like, put it down. And Dylan went to take off running. And he jumped from the server station down into the bar and chased him like around. And they went back up and around through the backside by the office in the green room and back into the server station. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he was he Not was only is he an him. old Southern dad, but he's also a kid. So that's where they're running. But he, oh, he, he's yeah. probably mad. He yelled uh, one time we had, I think it was for him. We had like a roast for him here. Yeah. And it was just employees it was appreciation. or whatever. Yeah. It was appreciation for him because uh, he's just one of our favorites around here. And I had all my ki- all my sons here. Daisy had her son. There's a lot of little kids. kids and they're were outside. Here. And I think they were throwing Mardi Gras beads off the off the thing or whatever, yep. off the uh, balcony over here. And he fucking Southern dad, my kids. And I was so happy, dude. That's he fucking, awesome. He was like, hey. <laughs> like, hey. Called him on. They were all, you know, straight faced and not going to throw anything else. It was great. John John Paul, is he, he's super nice, but he's, man, he's crazy yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I i remember one time it was probably about four or five years ago um the club was helping out a former employee uh, we needed to paint her house and um john paul had this giant like industrial uh paint sprayer like, oh yes yeah i do know this story <laughs> he checked it as luggage and flew it up from Louisiana up here so we could paint the house. We painted the house and and the person came home and looked at the house and goes, I don't like that color. <laughs> Everybody had to go back the next day and repaint the house. Yeah, because John was only here for what, two, three days yeah. anyway. So yeah. you had to get it done. Yeah. What a good dude, man. Oh, was- yeah. <laughs> got another uh, John Paul thing on my list here. So... <laughs> We had to uh, kick somebody out, some, uh, if it was a couple of girls or if it was a guy and a girl, but the girl was all drunk and shit hammered. And so as they're walking out and I'm walking them out, I, I was the one that got to do it. 
And as she's walking by on the bar, we have these big glass like vases, clear glass vases for tip jars. So she walks up to it as she's walking out and pushes it into the bar and it shatters all over the inside of the bar. Oh. And I was, we're just like, what the fuck? And so then, and then she st- took off and then John, he, was, he wasn't up on stage yet, but he was standing in the hallway by the green room in the office and he comes out and he goes, what just happened? And then we're like, she just knocked the, the vase down and broke the, the tip jar. And so then he's like, where'd she go? I'm like, they went out the stairs. He's like, I'll be right back. And he took off after her. Chased her down and made her come back and pay money for that fucking vase tip jar that, that she broke <laughs> and made her apologize for doing it. And then they left. He's like a superhero. Yeah. That's why he's the best. He just didn't put up with no bullshit. No, not at all. Total dad mode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I had to chase down Willie Farrell's uh, ex-wife and her newest or latest husband one time. And um, I'm running out the door and the, the mall cop here. Uh, goes what? What's going on? I go. They skipped on their bill, and because Hat had basically Is that when Hat out. kicked him out. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and so and he's like, all right, I'll go with you. So <laughs> so the cop comes with me and ends up cuffing the <laughs> husband and making him come back up and pay for everything. No I way! Didn't know that. Nice. I didn't know that. Yes, yeah, that's awesome. Because I was at that show when he kicked her out. Yeah, I mean they they were just like screw this and. They just walked out of the club without paying, and 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 I'm like, well, I better go see what I can do, you know. And I ran after him, and that cop saw that and arrested the guy. That's, <laughs> That's great, awesome. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that part of it. Oh yeah, yeah. They they were back up. One of them in cuffs, in cuffs. Because <laughs> I do remember that uh, Willie Farrell had, uh, th- you know, I, th- I don't know if it was. Hat was in town or whatever, but and he said on stage, he's like, I guess I got to say a big thank you to Jay Medicine Hat because he got my ex-wife banned from the club, so I don't have to see that bitch again. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. My favorite story of someone walking out is when I was here, and uh, I don't know, I I forget who the comic was, but the the middle the MC not the MC the feature was the Steve Gillespie dude I don't know if you guys know yeah. about him oh yeah yeah and Steve. it was one of the first times that I was here that he came here I don't know if he had been here before that and um, someone walked out and Colleen was the one that started going out after them and I saw her and I'm like well this isn't like to me and just what I've been taught like through working retail at night and anything is no matter man or woman you don't follow someone to the parking lot because you don't know what they have in their car, what what's going to happen out there, mm-hmm. who's out there with them. You just don't go out there. So she's, right. she doesn't give a shit. She's going out there. So I go out there. Jason's following me. So uh, two door guys were with her. She follows them all the way to their car, finally gets, uh, gets to talk to them, tells them they got to pay. Uh, I think their bill was like um, maybe like $30 or something, but they had 220 so they didn't have change. And the whole time this is going on, Steve Gillespie had snuck down because he thought some shit was going to go down. And he was off over like by the movie theater. And I had saw him come down with us, but I never saw him leave our sides. I just noticed that he wasn't there. And this guy's 
now this guy's getting mad because he doesn't they don't have change and he doesn't want to give us just leave the whole 40 which he should have for like a tip or whatever yeah and all of a sudden steve comes out of the bushes dude he's like <laughs> i got change and just there's pulling money out of his pocket. <laughs> and we all like look at him like who the fuck is this guy and he just makes change and we get the money and go inside and no incident <laughs> i was like what, what the, the fuck <laughs> he's literally like spying in the bushes <laughs> Slowly slinks out. I got a pocket full of money. Yeah, he did. He's like, I got change for you. That's awesome. (laughs) Collie was like, whoa, where'd you come from? He just wanted to watch, and then uh, he actually became useful. Yeah. (laughs) Should we get on uh, to the Cheetos challenge here? Uh, Yeah, we can can get on that. Um, Is this a timed event? It is not. We ain't got all fucking night, though. (laughs) <laughs> Scott did something today that we've been meaning to do for a while. Uh, he made a picture with the end of everyone's Cheeto challenge. And uh, what'd you do with that, Scott? Like the vomit from the Cheeto <laughs> challenge? <or? Hey. laughs> Nobody has vomited as of yet. You could be the first. You could be the first. <laughs> I'm going to scoot my table back a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. And- these go in my mouth, not my ass, right? Correct. I mean, yes, okay. correct, correct. All right, that's a preferred place to put them. But if you want to put them in your ass, that's all on you. Buddy. I think he gets to keep that bag, right? So what he does later is up to him. Yeah, we'll explain the rules here in just a minute. Okay. So uh, the Cheetos official account. So they uh, they it's go Chester Cheetah. They go by Chester Cheetah. Of course they do. Of course they tweeted out and said uh, they they needed help finishing a Valentine's poem. It said Cheetos are red, violets are blue finish this poem off because I don't know how to. So I took a picture of, you know, just a, a quick grab. It's not everybody by all means, but a few people doing the Cheeto challenge with Cheetos sticking out of their mouth. And I said, Cheetos are red, violets are blue, sponsor Door Guys podcast because we love you. <laughs> and uh, they gave me a little smirk face and they haven't responded. Which to is what, that's a that. Chester Cheetah smile. He's, oh, he's yeah. a smirking son of a bitch. Yes, and that's is. what he did. Uh, my problem with this whole poem is, first of all, Cheetos aren't fucking red. No, and no. I have a conspiracy <laughs> they, they theory that Cheetos... They can be. That's right. But this is my conspiracy theory, Sean, is puffs are getting pushed out. There's going to be no puffs at some point. They're saying red because of the spicy ones. That's what they advertise. They advertise this new puff corn, which is like... Have you ever had the snack uh, pirate booty, which is like basically like uh, packing peanuts, packing peanuts <laughs> yeah. that you eat? That's what it is, but it's got uh, Cheetos cheese. So basically puffs, but smaller. I've had them. They're pretty fucking good. <laughs> but all they do is advertise spicy Cheetos, spicy Cheetos popcorn, crunchy Cheetos, and fucking this puff corn bullshit. And puffs are getting pushed out, and I'm fucking pissed about it. If they don't answer our <laughs> sponsor thing, up. we're going to fucking tell. get a different Cheetos, uh, like an off-brand. I looked up some today, and there's actually a cheesy puffs. It's not poofs like South Park. And the mascot <laughs> is a literal, it's John Wayne Gacy dressed up like a clown on the back. I wow. swear to God, dude. You got to Google it. It's called Ooh. Cheesy Puffs. Ooh. What website was these on? Uh, no, it's just you can buy them, dude. You can just buy them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> literally. Maybe it's John Wayne Gacy's son started this or something. It looks like John Wayne Gacy, and I'm pretty sure the guy holding the bag might also have kids in his basement. <laughs> so, just, just saying. So, so we will, a- I mean, we will go with the off-brand Cheetos. I'm just telling you right now. Well, if you're going to go with off-brand, you're going to have to, uh, everybody's going to have to redo it. I mean, because didn't Daisy practice with the off-brand yes, and they were and smaller? different size. Yeah. This is how they get away with it, I believe. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, that that this does throw a kick. Cheetos, you could fuck up this whole thing. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so the rules are, Sean, you may stick as many Cheetos in your mouth that your heart desires. They can be halfway in. Not, they don't have to be all the way in. Scott will take you to task on if they're halfway or <laughs> full way in. If they break, yeah, dick. that one's done. You can keep going. It's not doesn't mean you're done. But that Cheeto you can't have anymore if it breaks in your mouth. And uh, Scott is the champion with fifteen. Which I, right. I want to bring that up because I feel like I'm putting you on the spot here, Davis, because when you redid yours, <laughs> one of yours broke and you just called it quits because <laughs> that was the rules at the time. Shouldn't you get another go at it? Oh, I he mean, can go anytime I mean, he wants. I could. I mean, right. yes. Uh, but I've, I decided that I have a small mouth and there's no way I can ever beat 15. So why even try? Oh, you still got to get higher up on the leaderboard. I mean, you can do like a hot dog eating contest. I'm in like pies. <laughs> I'd eat pies all day. Like Nathan sponsor us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Village Inn sponsors for the pie eating contest. We should, we could start looking Crab for cakes. other spots, other weird sponsors. Like that's how we end our podcast. We just eat shit. <laughs> <laughs> Proud sponsor of the uh, the po- Door Guys podcast, Bag of Dicks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, what's funny is uh, somebody I saw somebody tweet it the other day. Uh, Manscaped had put out an, a thing. They were like, "We haven't done this in a while. What's a bigger small podcast that we could sponsor?" I'm like, "Fuck, you could sponsor us." Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, oh yeah, we're I, shills yeah, right now. I, I don't yeah. this whole week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to start. Hey, whore yourself out as much as possible. Yeah, we had a couple big name comics on. Now we're just trying to fucking whore <laughs> ourselves out to get so, some yeah, no. Does that mean you'll manscape them when <laughs> they come? Yeah, or? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> come here, let's get your balls nice and clean. <laughs> well, let's see if this really doesn't cut them. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to test them on you because I don't trust it. Lay them on the table. Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have some music for I do you. Have and, some music, uh, so, uh, you can start whenever you're ready. You don't have to bag. eat the Cheetos. That's what the bag is for. You can spit them out when they're done. And uh, instead of, we usually have call in picks, but we're doing live ones. Scott, how many do you think Sean's going to get? I'm going to say seven. That's a pretty good number. Vinny? Uh, I think he's going to go eight. <laughs> I'm he's got say- those cheeks. I'm saying 10. I think Sean is <laughs> nah. one. Oh, that's going in the left side. That nice seems music. to be the choice. All right-handers <laughs> go left side first, if you've noticed. I'm actually writing a book on the Cheetos Challenge. That's why I know these things. <laughs> He's got three in there. Here's four. This is a great song. Here comes number five. His mouth is starting to get full, but it looks like he has room. So good. <laughs> Here comes number six. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's, he's having a little struggle. That's a curly one, yeah. Yep, that one curled a little bit. He's working it in there. There's six. None of them are really sticking out. Oh, that one is. Oh, a little bit. Here comes number Uh-oh. seven. Uh-oh. 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 Run into a roadblock. <laughs> oh, I count it. <laughs> seven. I'm counting yep. it. <laughs> <laughs> I think he might be on point. He might get the 10. There's number eight. Uh, uh, oh, what are you going to call oh, that one, Scott? <laughs> yeah. That, 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 Scott's <laughs> got over there. That's nine. I'm saying that. <laughs> that's just you want him to get the 10. <laughs> I was like, if, if that was, if that oh, was like that's 14. Oh, in the middle or halfway, yeah. dude. That's halfway. If that was 14, that, Scott would be all over his ass. <laughs> yeah, I know, dude. <laughs> that one is up here. Ah, last they one. Fell oh, they fell out. They fell out. See, they weren't halfway. That's never happened before, has it? Has <laughs> it? <laughs> 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 they weren't halfway. They fell out of the <laughs> I think that's <laughs> nine. Count them as they come. <laughs> I don't even know how many he got. <laughs> I think it's nine. <laughs> There's like three. The, the, one, the ones on the floor don't count, right? <laughs> they don't. They don't. No, they don't even count. though they were in. 
I think I think he dropped too many. I think he's got six. pull one of those out and then count them. Oh. Pull it out and then count. Oh, did he throw one in from the floor? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, that, I watched that one fall. That one was good. No, one fell, but there's another one hiding. Oh, in the bag. okay, okay. Yeah, he's got one down here. On <laughs> this the is controversial. This is real controversial. <laughs> I mean, the, the the replay. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Uh, that puts you up there pretty high. Uh, Sean, uh, Scott will probably go back to the tape and recorrect it later. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think I could it's, do better. It's still five away from him. So I mean. Look, I'm still going to go for 20. I've got Flaming Hot Cheetos that I'm going to oh, do. I mean, dude, did you get them? Oh, get, yeah, I got two bags it's of It's going to get too hot. And you're, dude, you're going to get that Cheeto yeah. dust that's spicy on the corners, the corners that, of your mouth, and you're going to be fucked. Yeah, it's not going to matter. Your gag reflex It's going to be spicy. Doesn't, like, spicy, that spicy shit doesn't bother me, though, so we'll see. That's true. I still, I still think, you know, 15 was a stretch, and I did it. I'm going for 20 i'm gonna try i'm gonna try to get 20 can i request to be at that podcast because i want to see scott's last day on earth (laughs) i will die from cheeto long you know you need help carrying the body out the approach would be to basically get them in there and start sucking on them to to, (laughs) you know (laughs) i forget shrink them down but they were like they're starting to dissolve in my mouth somebody a a little yours my last one when i did it i thought i only had 14 because one of them had started dissolving in the back of my mouth and when i pulled it out there was only like a ha- like a half of it left and it was still <laughs> slimy i was like Ugh. Oh. it was pretty gross but well, that I one mean, shouldn't count then oh no it was it counted because it was no all no the way no in there no to begin with. <laughs> so we should his official total is 14 now no no it's 15. <laughs> it is 15 uh you got anything else davis i do not have my fucking dumb kids texting me right now <laughs> about doing stupid Tell stu- being busy. teenagers yeah, <laughs> fighting with each other. Yeah, uh, just uh, our email, uh, doorguyspodcast at yahoo.com if you want to send us an email. Yep. Doorguyspod at yahoo.com. Make sure those emails, Christian and Nate and Don. All the uh, social media stuff is the same, at doorguyspod. Uh, looking to try to get more people to start following us on Twitter. I'm going to start tweeting more so that hopefully, you know, when I see stuff on there that – you know, they look at it and they're like, oh, these guys have like 10 followers. Like, fuck these guys. <laughs> you <know? laughs> did you tweet Cheetos from the door guy pod? Yes, oh, I yeah. did. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And and they're they're like, like, the like, oh, That's why they gave us a smirking face, too. They're like, fuck these guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you and all 10 of your followers, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much how That's probably do. our lowest social media one is Twitter because we don't ever use it, you know. What, what is your guys' for- MySpace? <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna make one. That's good. Call. I should make one now. I feel like I just read an article not too long ago. You should Google this. That a girl, uh, a teenage girl or college girl, just made a new site that's like MySpace, she and did. people are fucking loving it. Really? Dude. Yes, they're all over. I forget what it's called. Because the thing about MySpace is you had your your top eight, like your. You, you right. had that right. eight people that you <laughs> right, could right. put on your front page. People like rankings, dude. And they, <laughs> you'd have people, like, I remember people being mad. Like, why aren't, why aren't I in your top eight? Right. But you didn't make the cut, bro. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I never had MySpace. Oh, really? Me yeah. either. I never did either. I didn't get Facebook until 2012 when uh, we were up in Minnesota on vacation and when Medicine Hat died. And so that way I could keep track of what the fuck was going on. Right. That was, but until then, I was oh, like, yeah. I ain't getting on Facebook and fuck the social media and all that bullshit. But yeah, I was. Uh, that's how I was trying to hook up with girls right after my divorce. <laughs> yeah. Was MySpace? MySpace? Oh yeah. Yeah. 
I saw, uh, I don't remember where I heard it. Or I saw someone said that there was some young millennial posted on Twitter. It was like, Twitter, you should be able to sync up like all of your favorite bands and your favorite music <laughs> and stuff like that. Oh, and they, they replied back, well, welcome to MySpace. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. When you clicked on someone's profile, like, you could have like music yep. playing and shit. I forgot about that. I miss Tom. Yeah, was I wasn't. my first friend was on MySpace. On Tom? <laughs> Tom. We should the guy get back who on. created it. He was oh, really? Like, yeah, when you would get on, he'd be oh, your yeah, first right. friend. Oh, yeah, that's right. He would be your friend. That's right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want you to be on their friend list, huh? And then that dude sold it, sold it to what, AOL or whoever he sold it to. Made he a lot of money. for a ton of money. And uh, now it's basically. Is it still operational? Oh, yeah. like, I hear it is, still, yeah. It's oh, like people it, use it? Yeah. I don't know about that, but uh, there's a. It's more, it more transitioned into like, instead of a social media, it's more like uh, bands and shit gotcha. post their music on there. And We should put Door Guys podcast. There you go. I, that's you what I'm saying. It. I'm going to make us a Sean, MySpace great page. idea, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, the fucking marketing genius. Check out Who our knew? MySpace coming soon, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get on that this weekend. Uh, but other than that, I do have a song to bring us out. Uh, I. Understand that Sean likes rock music and uh, some harder rock music, if I'm correct. I feel like he likes everything a yeah. little bit. I, I like everything, but yeah. Like some crazy uh, shit. You know, is yeah, it Lamb of like God? No. no. Oh. All right. We were this listening is, to that on the way over. <laughs> He's devastated. It's not Lamb of God, by <laughs> No, way. but I love these guys. So uh, <laughs> thanks for listening, Thank you guys everybody. for listening. Love you guys, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for having me again, guys. Yeah, you're welcome. For sure. Let's go, let's go.